0: you're listening to Crime Scene Today, we talk about future and current issues facing law enforcement rent forensics and crime scene investigations. Uh, today I am at the ACER Conference, Association uh, for Crime Scene Reconstruction, and I have Tom Bevel, who is a retired. Crime Scene Investigator from Oklahoma. So I bet that, that bet is the most basic you have ever been introduced. <laughs> uh, it, it works. <laughs> actually, if, if you have been around crime scene, bloodstain, or honestly, even if you're a true crime junkie who watches all the documentaries, there is no way you have not seen uh, or heard about Tom Bevel. You've been around for years and testifying in courts around the world with your knowledge. Uh, certainly have expanded forensics and bloodstain and reconstruction and just made a, a huge impact to this industry and, and the discipline. Um, and, the, and certainly so, so proud to have you here. You are, I guess, the founder, the creator, the one who put it all together of, of creating Acer. Uh, and now we're many years down the road, it's grown into something so much larger. Uh, so I, we'll start there, we'll start with uh, so how did ACER come about and sort of your history bringing this about?
1: Well, you really have to back up a little bit to uh, the International Association of Bloodstain Pattern Analysts, which uh, I was one of the founders for that. Uh, I had originally thought of a Oklahoma chapter for the uh, bloodstain group and ultimately was, uh, planted the seed, uh, why don't we consider an association that? looks at all the disciplines in a reconstruction sense. And I uh, went ahead and
0: uh, ran with that. So I guess starting with, uh, as you said, to back up a little bit, uh, IABPA, right? So that came before ACER?
1: Uh, It did, uh, a number of years. Uh, And again, I was uh, uh, lucky enough, right time, right place, to uh, be involved with the formation of uh, uh, IABPA. And then ultimately, uh, I had thought about uh, a Oklahoma chapter of the Bloodstain Group and uh, had the uh, kind of a seed planted in my mind that uh, maybe that was already established, so why didn't we go for something else? And that was uh, an association that considered all of the various disciplines that would assist in Uh, understanding what has taken place at the uh, incident uh, of the crime scene. And that led to uh, uh, ACER. The, uh, uh, and again, because I originally thought this was going to be an association for Oklahoma, I sent out letters to all of the various uh, agencies, uh, law enforcement agencies in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, At a certain date, uh, we showed up at the Oklahoma City Police uh, Training Center And I was very, very surprised. We had a classroom reserved that would hold uh, 40 people and we couldn't get everybody in that uh, relative who showed up. And uh, there was uh, an adjoining classroom that had a divider wall that uh, was opened up and we got everybody in. But then my next surprise was, uh, just simply through word of mouth, some people from texas four people from texas was at this association that was conceivably going to be for oklahoma right uh, which is kind of confirming that there really is an interest in uh, what we were trying to uh, uh, form uh, for this uh, reconstruction group at the second meeting again word of mouth we now had people certainly from oklahoma but texas and uh, now Kansas. Uh, Before we actually officially formed, I mean, all of this is Midwest, but uh, it was Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, Nebraska. Uh, So to say the least, uh, we felt a
0: confirmation that uh, we were on the right track. So now, how long ago was the the first meeting? How many years from?
1: Uh, Well, it was, uh, the first meeting was in uh, September
0: of 1990. Okay. So, so many years ago that this has developed into what it is now, and you know, one thing that, um, obviously we talk about different disciplines, you have fingerprint, and bloodstain, shooting reconstruction, this type of thing, but those are very specific and individualized disciplines. This seems to bring about a new subject of reconstruction. You sort of, I guess, tell the difference between a specific discipline and, and what this is. Well, maybe
1: a uh, good example would be a uh, forensic pathologist, a medical right. examiner. Right. Uh, I'm not one. Uh, but well, there are I should a few things have. things that you haven't done, but go ahead. <laughs> I should have an understanding of and an ability to read the autopsy report from the person who is an expert in that area, but to use that information as to how it uh, intertwines with other things, uh, other evidence within the crime scene. And that would apply to uh, all the other disciplines that I may not be an expert in, or an analyst may not be an expert in, but they certainly have the experience, education, training, that they can incorporate the
0: expert in that areas Uh, data and opinion now you talk about experts and I know that that it's it's thrown out a lot uh, but it also I think uh, what is recognized as an expert um, varies from one court one area to the other so uh, obviously we certainly consider you an expert in bloodstain all the many things you've done what is sort of your definition of, of what you think it really should be What level should you be at to be considered proficient and expert to give an opinion on those disciplines? Well, I think it would apply to all of the uh,
1: different forensic uh, disciplines. Let's take uh, bloodstain pattern analysis. Uh, You can in possibly all of the states in America with one 40-hour course be accepted as an expert because you have uh, more knowledge than the average layperson. And the judge can decide that, okay, you're an expert. Uh, in my opinion, and many others' opinion, a 40 hour course in bloodstream pattern analysis is uh, wholly insufficient. Just scratching the surface. Though. Yeah, well, it, it literally is uh, scratching the surface. Uh, you need to go on to uh, take uh, additional advanced courses, and, and they're out there. Uh, a fabrics course uh, because the substrate uh, the blood is affected uh, dramatically differently from uh, uh, clothing to a real hard surface Uh, you need knowledge about all of that
0: that you do not get in the 40-hour basic course most of the basic courses uh, from my experience again it's it's you it's from the you've never seen this before So we're going to show you how fluid dynamics and physics work. We're going to show you individual stains and as much as we would love uh, for a crime scene to just have individual stains, totally separate from any other stain uh, so that we could identify, that'd be great, but that's not what happens. And past the basic course, again, in the basic one, it's very cleaned up. I don't know another way to say, but it's cleaned up for identification and knowledge. So you get that, Again, basic knowledge. Um, It's more the advanced. And and I'm trying to remember back, it's been a while since I took one and two, but in the advanced is where you start mixing those and trying to identify this one on top of this one and that thing.
1: In reality, uh, again, in my opinion, uh, the uh, basic bloodstain course, the goal is to make you aware and have an understanding as to what some of the blood stains possibly means so that you properly document it uh, really the proper documentation photography uh, of a uh, crime scene if it isn't done correctly even an expert can't come in sure. and uh, do anything with it uh, you're very much driven by the quality of the uh, data that is uh, taken from the crime scene documentation wise I
0: remember in, in actually taking your reconstruction course the the at least what I pulled out of it or a foundation of it was just answering the question of you know the possibilities of what could occur and then ruling out what was possible, what wasn 't possible you know and in the time frame of could this occur before that could occur by asking some basic questions and drilling down the uh
1: Analysts will uh, typically on a reconstruction, uh, first of all, you have to become very familiar with everything that was uh, uh, supplied in a case file, Uh, and then ultimately you will identify investigative questions that would assist in understanding some portion of uh, what has taken place. Uh, You will uh, identify viable ways that it could occur, and the reason I emphasize that uh, frequently Uh, You know, uh, especially the defense attorney will simply say, well, anything's possible, isn't it? And you can't rule anything out. Well, that's not true. Uh, Within our uh, limited universe, uh, for example, I can't sit here at uh, 75 years of age having never been 40. So do I need to consider that? No, it's not a viable uh, way that I uh, could be at this age currently. So we exclude the non-viable, concentrate on the viable ways, uh, sift through the data that is germane specifically to that question. And uh, our goal, certainly if we can eliminate something, uh, you should do it. But uh, ultimately, oftentimes you're only able to identify the best explanation of the viable ways that uh, you think it could
0: have occurred. So now, in, in narrowing that down, so you end up with a couple of possibilities. Um, I guess is in the documentation. I guess you just list this is possible, this is possible, um, and then if that in and of itself doesn't get to a point that's beyond a reasonable doubt, it, you just don't get there.
1: Well, and that's probably one of the uh, best answers I've ever had in court. Was I don't know, right. because it was true right Uh, you some witnesses can kind of get uh, caught up with i'm the expert and uh, i should be able to identify something and they try to explain something that there's really not a solid foundation for and uh, you simply can't get caught up in that
0: well and i think that goes to what you're speaking of previously with that 40 hours of training i think and receiving that 40 hours of, of whatever, but you know, speaking of blood stain that um, they, I guess, feel as an expert, and then they get certified as an expert by this court, and then they get challenged with a question that's beyond their training, and instead of answering that way, is what usually leads down that bad path. Uh, that absolutely occurs, yes. You know, and you know, um, I, I spoke on, on some previous uh, uh, Podcast and such, as far as, um, you know, well, we had uh, Joe Burt that we had talked about, as far as, and actually you were, you reviewed that case and such. Yes. That, uh, again, making statements that uh, we're not qualified to make that lead to, you know, uh, an innocent person uh, being convicted uh, or the possibility of an innocent person being convicted, that uh, it, it always seems to be in those occasions. That it's it's a lack of expertise, knowledge, and going in an area that you shouldn't, right?
1: It is, and uh, ultimately, uh, you know, it's it's not an expert's call to identify that a person is guilty or innocent. That's the jury's purview, right. and you certainly have to remember that. Uh, in uh, the case that uh, you was uh, referencing. Uh, It had to do with the possibility of backspatter on the lens of a flashlight that supposedly was held at the time of the shooting. Uh, Two experts disagreed on what you could say uh, about that, and I was one of them, uh, which is looking at it long after the trial had taken place, and it was my opinion that I couldn't exclude the possibility, which doesn't mean that it is uh, backspatter. Uh, which is another way of saying that uh, well,
0: I, I don't know, but I can't exclude it. Right, right. It it uh, has some criteria to it, but it, it doesn't meet enough type of thing. Right. Certainly. I mean, yes. Um, so, getting back to to Acer as this has grown um, into a, a large membership and and traveling around, and obviously like today we have workshops that they're they're doing three D scanning. And drone photography and stuff. I mean, this was not something going on in the 90s, right? It yeah. was not. <laughs> so so we, we have advanced massively, and, and I know that you still do a lot of uh, uh, professional counseling work in these cases and such. So, how has that progressed? throughout the years of the material that you did receive, the material you received today, and how that helps with reconstruction. And
1: the material you're referring to, uh, the documentation from the crime scene? Yes, yes. Oh my goodness, Uh, it's it's night and day. Uh, Originally on even a very serious, uh, complicated uh, murder, possibly even of multiple people, uh, you could maybe, put everything in a standard uh, cardboard box uh, and it would fill maybe one fourth of it. As time has progressed, that's grown to one half of the box and now it's not just the top of that box, it's multiple boxes. Uh, One case in uh, uh, Montgomery County, uh, Texas, uh, they brought nine full boxes of documentation. You would never see that uh, back early in my career.
0: Well, I think that's when we look at uh, cold case, and we're trying to review cold cases now and it's it's very easy to get in a mindset of why didn't they do this and why didn't they do that and you know something they teach you early on in cold cases you know what they did then was not available there wasn't the knowledge there wasn't the training, so I mean it's just it's what it is whatever's in the box is in the box right and right. Uh, you know we have the advances now um, so with these minds coming together. And, and I know one thing that stands out with ACER at the, at the uh, uh, conference and you speak about is the, uh, the last piece meeting that we do. Yes. Right, and things that come out of that. So uh, tell us, I guess, that, that coming together.
1: The uh, last piece is uh, inviting anybody, any of the members that are present to either present a uh, Uh, case or something that is uh, interesting uh, and also open up for the experts that are present for any input that they may have uh, in the way of uh, I have a question on this anybody uh, that can help me understand or contribute and that's one of the uh, really great things about ACER and you covered one of them Uh, we now have uh, yearly workshops that uh, are absolutely outstanding. Uh, the people that are teaching them are absolutely qualified and should be. Uh, and then the uh, other uh, thing that is uh, of a huge interest uh, and a benefit, uh, and I've certainly used it myself, and that is contacting any one of the members who has a uh, higher uh, understanding of some discipline than I do. and. Uh, any of them that I've ever asked uh, or somebody has asked me. Everybody has been willing to sit down and uh, discuss, uh, offer did you think of, Uh, what about this? Uh, That is so invaluable uh, that we might not have that ability because we didn't know individual experts in certain disciplines, but we met them. Uh, at uh, ACER conferences.
0: It's one thing I I think I've, I've noticed throughout the years is, you know, most people who process a crime scene have a general knowledge of all of the disciplines, so you can read that report so you can understand, but they seem to always find one thing that they really, really like, right? Yes you know, whether it's bloodstain, whether it's shooting reconstruction, whether it's photography, but they really get into that one thing. And and I think that brings the point that you're talking about with ACERS. You have some extreme experts here in those specific fields that you can turn to and and get that. And, you know, speaking of of the last piece, we did that last night and uh, Zach, one of the members, and and I'm sure uh, he'll probably present further on his case, but he had presented a case last year That he was working on and he was sort of at a dead end this is a cold case from um, 20 plus years ago right Um, and in doing so after his last piece people came up to him and said hey have you thought of this have you done this and uh, in doing so uh, they uh, went further into the dna uh, availability and he was able to bring back this year that they actually were able to make a match find the suspect get a warrant and he is now imprisoned for the sexual assault of a child that, as of last year, was not solved. So I mean,
1: uh, that's one of the uh, again uh, great things about the association is those experts in specific
0: fields are here. Yeah, I should and say it's not—it wasn't just sexual assault. He murdered this child after sexually assaulting him. But right, yeah, no, it, they are here. They're available. I have yet to run into anybody that i think it's because of the passion for the field right i mean yeah. um you're with people that love doing the same things you do and so you start that conversation i, I don't know anybody that, that turns down that conversation or doesn't want to help oh you know. that's absolutely true you know and um and again you started this you've you brought these people and it continues and and you're uh, still involved uh with the organization as far as just your presence and advice i know people certainly come to you uh, for advice in here as the founder I guess where would you like to see the next thing of this or do you see sort of it just growing or is there something else you'd like this to happen well certainly we
1: uh, hope that we continue to increase with uh, uh, membership to include uh, farther around the world than what it currently is because it shouldn't be just a uh, Uh, US uh, Association so that's one of the things Uh, and one of the uh, things that that would help us with is we don't all do everything the same way. Uh, I studied in uh, uh, England and the way that they approach crime scenes is uh, considerably different than the way we were trained originally uh, to do it. We've encompassed some of those uh, uh, practices that are beneficial and we understand them and we're able to uh, make use of something developed by a different country or a different individual. Uh, So that would be one of the uh, uh, wonderful things if we continue our international uh, membership. The association, uh, one of the reasons, you commented that uh, I'm still involved And I've been a a member of a number of different associations. And one of the things that I truly uh, am both proud of and uh, uh, like is that we don't have individual ego uh, striking at each other within the discipline uh, that, that causes disruption. Could we have that sometime in the future? Of course. Humans, that's always a possibility. But over the years, we have not had that. And I just so appreciate that everybody is almost a team working for the same thing without uh, being like fighting dogs against uh, your reputation or uh,
0: discipline. Your advancement, not the advancement of the the actual forensic community. Yes, absolutely. Now, you touched on, and I'd be curious, I know you've testified around the world so, in speaking around the world, so obviously, you know, the the science behind the things we do does not change. It doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. But I'd be curious: what are what are some things you've seen, whether it's difficulties or it, better than or, or whatever, from other areas of the world versus what we're used to? Well, a uh,
1: unique experience that uh, I had was uh, testifying in a uh, Israeli uh, court. Uh, everybody there spoke english but everything had to be conducted in hebrew okay i don't speak hebrew so they got a uh, interpreter uh but the interpreter kept incorrectly asking the question that was asked by the attorney and the uh they have three judges and the uh, senior judge sits in the center and uh he would he got to where after she asked me the question, he would say, Mr. Bevel, this is the question in English, and it wasn't the same that, that had right. been given. Uh, the other interesting thing there is that you stand the entire time, you know, whereas the uh, American
0: courts, we sit. Uh, now, is uh, it still like a box next to the judge, or are you like, in? How, you're positioned You're kind of uh, at one
1: end between uh, the three judges and then the uh, two attorneys. Another thing that happened uh, on that trial, which uh, uh, I have a number of Jewish friends that uh, seems to run, they can become quite animated okay. uh, in in discussion, talking, and the <clears throat> defendant in Hebrew was, I mean, he just went crazy, uh, and uh, I thought in American court you're going to be taken out. Right, well, you'd shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, And they let it go on, and uh, he was told to be quiet, and he ultimately was. And what he was doing was saying things about the uh, prosecutor as being lies, uh, and it was allowed. Uh, That may even have been a uh, mistrial uh, here in America. Uh, But I asked the, the attorney I was working for, what was he saying? And that's what he informed me, that he was accusing the prosecutor of lying about various different things. And I thought, well, it was interesting, he wasn't accusing me, he was accusing
0: her, and I was testifying, <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of strange. So now you talked about the judges, do they have a jury system there? No. What, there is not. Well, j- in the higher courts,
1: uh, there is a possibility that uh, I don't know about it, but I don't believe so. Uh, There's a senior judge and two additional judges who ultimately
0: make the decision. And and is it similar to ours, where there's an innocent and guilt phase and then there's a a sentencing, or is it all done as as one, or do you know? I don't honestly know that. Uh, When I was done with my testimony the following day,
1: I came home and uh, that was the end of uh, my participation.
0: So do you think that in, in other countries are they, I'm sure as far as economically, it depends on how up to par they are uh, versus U.S. Uh, forensics. Um, but in these other countries, are they doing the same thing? I mean, like, like, are they scanning? Are they doing drones? Are they, you know, is this discipline coming across or do you see that they're a couple of years behind, some things ahead? It absolutely depends on the country. Right. Uh, When I studied
1: uh, uh, in England, I would have to say they were ahead of us in a number of different uh, issues. Uh, But one of the things that uh, they didn't have a great amount of knowledge uh, when I was there, and they asked me to come over with a uh, PowerPoint presentation, and that was uh, wound dynamics relative to uh, uh, shooting incidents, because at that time you didn't carry firearms, even Most of the constables on duty didn't carry firearms, so as a result of that, they didn't have much of the way of uh, experience uh, in identifying wound dynamics from a shooting. Uh, So there was an area that uh, they were behind us, but in other areas uh, relative to, for example, DNA, they were ahead of us. Uh, today. Uh, were are probably uh, more aligned, but then as you get to some of the poorer countries, uh, such as in uh, uh, South America, uh, they're behind us in almost everything simply because there's disruption in the government, not enough money, uh, bribery, uh, there's all sorts of different issues and that has prevented the advancement of forensic science
0: in some of those countries so now if um as far as i guess in in receiving a case uh, obviously you're not going to scenes anymore so so the cases you receive so what's what sort of the first uh steps of, of receiving this and looking at it how do you i mean because you didn't do this right so i mean you're receiving this from um, many different levels of experience, I'm sure, that, that you're receiving, so so what's sort of your, I guess, workflow of, of uh, looking at, at something?
1: Well, the uh, first thing that our company does is we offer two ways of looking at it. One is uh, for a flat fee, we give a cursory overview with the ultimate answer that, yes, I think we can help you, or no, don't waste your money, I don't think we can help you. Right. Uh, if they go forward almost instantly, my advice to them is I, you have to send the entire case file. Sure. Don't right. just send me what you think I need, uh, even though there will be uh, a vast number of pages that I'll look at for maybe one second and right. realize that doesn't affect me. Uh, but the worst thing that uh, can really happen is to be on a stand and uh, have the opposing attorney Uh, argued that uh, this was cherry-picked and that uh, how do I know that uh, there wasn't other information that would have assisted well the answer is while I don't believe it is actually cherry-picked I didn't have it so I don't know what was in the others so uh, I like to approach it from the standpoint of uh, I have to have everything
0: right and when when you're getting all that documentation and. Um, Is there an average time of of you reviewing something, or or do you have to? I know like in in the field, if we have a question, we go and do experiments. Do you still go and do the experiments to test a theory and such?
1: Uh, I do if I've not done that specific experiment either one or more times in the past, because having done certain things in the past, you can certainly rely upon what uh, the outcome of that was. but yes, there there are certainly uh, incidences that requires experimentation, and ultimately that becomes a part
0: of the uh, analysis. So in what would you say would be, I guess, uh, I don't know if I wanna say common, but uh, I guess a common uh, question that you're usually asked to interpret? I mean, I guess like I'm giving you this and I need an answer in this particular area. What would be a common, I guess, problem that, that you're, asked to solve well the way that
1: uh, our company approaches it is that we ultimately uh, after reviewing everything that's uh, available uh, we identify investigative questions ourselves okay and uh, that is done by identifying what will assist in understanding uh, the sequence the actions the events uh, that have taken place uh, at the end of that, while we're not asking the person hiring us to delete or change anything, I generally ask, is there some other area that uh, you would like to have uh, analyzed and included in the report that I have neglected to look at? Uh, certainly the, whether the person is uh, guilty or innocent, uh, that isn't our job. Right. Uh, right but we should be able to supply through the analysis enough of uh, an opinion of identifying the best explanation that when you bring all the puzzle pieces together, it uh, paints either a, uh, hardly ever a full picture because you don't have all of the puzzle pieces, but uh, you should have an understanding uh, that you're able to explain with supporting uh, information uh, as to what has taken place and again, Uh, identify those areas that uh, I can't identify. In a recent report for an example, uh, in a uh, Dalbert hearing, which was an attempt to prevent me from testifying, uh, I included two of the investigative questions with all of the information and my final opinion was I could neither identify or confirm to give an opinion on this specific area. And the uh, opposing uh, attorney, uh, the attorney asked me questions and Dalbert uh, said that not identifying anything just shows that uh, you're not doing anything more than uh, the uh, uh, jury is able to do, so we don't need you. <laughs> and uh, he then went to objectivity, and the judge in his final decision address objectivity and uh, he said this expert including and admitting what he couldn't do and keeping it in the report instead of uh, excluding it proves to me his objectivity right and then uh, he uh, obviously uh, said uh, this is a recognized expert and he will be allowed to testify but uh, yeah our uh, criminal justice system is so uh, amazing and diverse from even one state to another state uh, which i would have thought when i got into testifying outside of my jurisdiction that everything's the same
0: well it's not (laughs) i mean i would even challenge it be different from county to county in a specific state because you're you're dealing with a judge who is interpreting their opinion of what should happen or not happen be allowed not allowed and you know something that that we discussed before and um you know in innocent people going to jail or, or evidence getting in that shouldn't or those type of things it it seems to be a lack of experience whether that's a lack of experience in the person presenting whether it's in the prosecution the defense the judge basically how it get past all of these checks and balances uh and again i think you know, there are rules certainly different from state to state, but I think interpretation also plays a factor just inside those areas. Um, I think it's certainly, um, as you said, it's it's great as compared to many systems throughout the world. Throughout the means. world, yes. Um, but uh, I don't think there's a person in the criminal justice system that would not say that uh, we certainly can have improvements, right? Yes. Uh, another. Uh, country that I lectured in,
1: didn't, didn't testify in, but was allowed to uh, kind of see the operations uh, within law enforcement was China. It's 180 degrees from what we do, uh, and that is their system. You know, they work within it, uh, but uh, they, some of the uh, officers showed me a reconstruction that they had done, and uh, I then I asked the question, so, when you testify in court, uh, the other side has your report. Right. Uh, and they said, No, we don't send our report anywhere. I said, Well, who, who reviews it? Yeah. And I said, Well, does the judge get it? He said, No. And I said, Well, if the judge wants to get it, can they? He said, Yeah, if they want it. Uh, but I was just thinking that who are you doing the reconstruction for? Right, you're just Uh, writing it if no one wants it. uh, And uh, the the comment back was, well, it's uh, furthering our understanding of what was there, the police, but we don't testify to it. Uh,
0: I'm not sure about that. They don't testify, (laughs) they don't give it to anybody, so it's it's a diary in a sense of what (laughs) you did. Uh. Uh, And uh, uh,
1: ultimately, the judge will decide and if he wants it he can have it but no they don't ask for it generally
0: okay so i know you i say came in early i know there were a few before you uh, dabbling in in the bloodstain discipline um, but you by all means are one of the early um, pioneers to bring this forward uh, and certainly one of the top names that ever comes up if you talk about bloodstain. so From when you started uh, in bloodstain discipline, and I know it's been many years to talk to now and the advances that have happened, but sort of going through that, um, what do you think have been some of the biggest things that led us to now that uh, have have created to be a very solid and standard scientific method? One of the uh, first things,
1: my first class uh, was with uh, uh, Professor uh, Herb uh, McDonnell MacDonald, I've heard it pronounced both ways, uh, and he taught it in a recognition of mechanism. Uh, and he originally had low, medium, and high velocity, and he associated uh, low uh, velocity with drips, medium velocity with bludgeoning, and high velocity with uh, high-speed machinery, explosions, or gunshots. Uh, But through time, uh, I and other people also recognize that there is quite an overlap between the sizes of the bloodstain from one to the other, and that you can have some that uh, looks like uh, uh, high velocity from, uh, I'm sorry, a low velocity looks like a a high velocity uh, and vice versa and then the medium velocity has some of the low velocity and the high velocity type stains. He taught it that we would consider what is the majority of the stains and then that is what would identify it. Today, uh, we don't attempt to identify the mechanism itself. Uh, we're identifying through observation what we see. And uh, Bevel Gardner uh, and Associates uh, developed a decision map that has uh, questions at this point. And uh, if the is yes, it leads here. If it's no, it leads here. And that's based upon the geometry and the pattern of the individual stain uh, that ultimately does not lead to
0: The mechanism that created it so and i know that uh because i remember the the chart and looked like a flow chart and and such um and i remember along the way in the past years uh really the only thing that's really changed is sort of definitions right we're trying to define and and i've seen y'all struggle i've watched the meetings i just i sit back with some popcorn and watch y'all go and uh, uh but that seems to be the the biggest it's which, which honestly, I mean, it goes to, to research. Any type of research that's out there, before they start, they have to define what does this mean that we're all on the same page, right? Right. So, um, so where are we at now on, on, on the definition? Well, part? we have
1: different associations that, uh, uh, for example, the American Academy of Forensic Science has identified their uh, list of definitions for blood stain pattern analysis, and then there are some other groups. SWIG STAIN, that I was a member of uh, before that ended, and then went to another uh, group. Uh, We also worked on uh, definitions, and there was always a very lively debate on uh, uh, some. Uh, One of the issues today, uh, at least in my opinion, and I've expressed it to some of these groups, is uh, a spurt or gush. Uh, that's being propelled with a heartbeat uh, out from the body, Uh, one of the associations associations has identified what that will look like if it is, they don't say a strong heartbeat, uh, but if it is going in a close enough uh, distance to a vertical surface, that tends to uh, have spining effects and the blood flow, but if you now change that, the same spurt to where there isn't anything in front of it, it's just simply the floor, mm. that can almost look like a, a cast off trail or uh, maybe even a drip trail. Uh, and the same thing uh, can apply because it's uh, uh, certainly uh, uh, pressure uh, oriented uh, in its dynamics, what will look How it will look from a very strong first heartbeat to a person is just about dead and it's a very weak heartbeat is uh, night and day but it is still each one of them are projected so for that one definition two of those uh, examples that i gave wouldn't fit the definition
0: uh, even though all three of them are spurts right based on the i guess the pressure Behind it, and then the surface that it's hitting, or I guess the distance from, and, so
1: and obviously uh, where the what, where
0: in the body the wound has, uh, you know, been exposed. So, what do you think as far as the the, and obviously getting everybody on the same page to speak the same language, because obviously you're receiving reports from different people that are part of different organizations. So, the idea is that y'all are. You know, when you read something, you're you're understanding what they're trying to to tell you. Uh,
1: and certainly that does occur. Uh, in my personal opinion, uh, if a recognized expert uses a term different from mine, it doesn't really
0: matter as long as I understand what their meaning right. is. Yeah. Uh, so where do you, I guess, where do you see uh, bloodstain at this point? I know that you all have gotten into... Obviously you talked about fabrics, so this. What would you say are questions that you would like to still have answered, some tests that you would, if you could tell the research team, I'd like y'all to go and do this. What uh, What are some thoughts you have of questions that you'd like answered?
1: Well, the simple answer is, more study and research into areas that I don't know. Right. And uh, I'm a recognized expert, but they are absolutely areas that, uh, uh, haven't been researched to the point that uh, we're able to do a a true understanding of. Uh, Experimentation, uh, well, in one example, there's an interesting uh, article in the uh, Journal of Forensic Science, or Journal of uh, Forensic Identification, which is the IAI publication relative to Castoff. Uh, And uh, as everybody knows, cast off is uh, some object, uh, even if it was my hand that has wet blood on it and with movement that uh, sends uh, uh, blood out away from the uh, blood-stained fingers or where it's coming from. Uh, This article with high-speed photography has identified some areas that, uh, while Ross and I have argued it before, uh, it wasn't fully accepted uh, by everybody uh, because we didn't have the experimentation, the high speed photography and uh, this article through doing that uh, has uh, validated what our, our thought process was, but until that was done, it was an
0: argument between uh, various people. So, so as always with, with all the sciences, right? It's more experiments, more replication to, to make it solid and. Uh, And obviously the end result, as we talk about, is so that we can make better determinations on what's happened on a violent scene uh, to relay back uh, to whoever needs this information, you know, uh, on putting the proper person in jail to try to identify the events that happened that obviously we weren't present for in trying to, exactly you know, trying to Put together, uh, because obviously the only person that that knows can't speak anymore. You know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, uh, another thing I would comment on: uh, all experts, to include myself, at some juncture within uh, uh, casework, you will have made a mistake, uh, and that's one of the beautiful things about science another person can take uh, where you've made a mistake and uh, with a proper foundation explain that, no, it is this way. Uh, What I have to do, and uh, all of us are human, uh, but you have to accept somebody showing you that it wasn't what you thought it was originally, uh, and admit it, that uh, I didn't carry this quite far enough or I should have stopped before I got here. Uh, and I have observed some experts that, uh, even though I think in their heart they knew they were wrong, but they tried to argue They're that they were still right because they'd already taken that position. Yeah. You
0: can't do that. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you hit a great point. Is you know, being humans, you're going to make mistakes, and because you made a mistake, does not take away the your expertise, your knowledge in that area. It's how you. Uh, I guess, acknowledge and move on from that mistake. And that, learn. And, and learn for your future stuff, that maintains your credibility as an expert to continue in that field. And that's true of uh, all the
1: various disciplines relative to science. Uh, it, something may be believed, but through science, replicating, trying to duplicate, uh will either confirm it or it will establish that no that isn't correct and that's the beauty of science
0: well as we wrap up uh, i certainly we have not talked much about it and i certainly want to wrap up and give you uh, another uh, credit to the fact of along the way of you doing all these other things uh, you created uh, bevel Gardner and associates uh, not just for consultation but for the fact of sharing y'all's knowledge and teaching so Uh, Talk about some of the courses that y'all have, what y'all are doing. I know you teach all throughout uh, the U.S. with some great instructors that you've employed over the years. So, um, what uh, it's Bevel Gardner Associates, they can go to the website to look for any upcoming classes. Y'all are doing bloodstain one and two one and two you have uh, shooting reconstruction one and two and i know there was an officer involved uh, in shooting, shooting incident am, yes and what am i missing i know there's there's some others in there there's uh, reconstruction
1: yes uh, fabric uh, bloodstains relative to how the fabric uh, will uh, work on it uh, off and on we've uh, had uh, and it's generally probably about every three years, we will also go back and have uh, expert testimony and uh, documentation processing of a a crime scene. Uh, But the others that we've mentioned are uh, every single year and we are absolutely very blessed as to the number of uh, organizations, uh, individuals that help us set up uh, the courses. Uh, We've had great success and and, uh, we absolutely uh, enjoy sharing our information and uh, assisting somebody in coming up. Uh, We also have a uh, mentorship uh, uh, program and we've had a number of people that uh, have gone through it and uh, it's not in word only. We absolutely have some uh, hurdles that you have to uh, uh, completely jump in the way of uh, experimentation, uh, analysis of uh, crime scenes, uh, publish the experimentation that you did and present it at a uh, association, and then finally a test that you take relative to uh, uh, the discipline. Uh, so those are some of the uh, classes and uh, services that we offer, yes.
0: Okay. Well, if uh, you're looking for Uh, Any classes if you want to host one of those classes if you want to check out more into the mentorship uh, From bevel garner associates uh, go to their website shoot an email give them a phone call They'll be more than happy to help you uh, Get on track to help your employees or to help yourself to further your career in forensic Tom, Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us and just uh, amazing opportunity to speak to you. Yeah, you're very welcome